rock. You guys, the time has come. It's, we're here again. You're back with Song a Week. We're on the podcast where you get a brand new Don't Stop or We'll Die Song a Week. I'm Michael Cassidy. Oh, and I'm Paul Rust. And we're both members of the band Don't Stop or We'll Die. And we got a new song to play for people, right, Michael? That's right. We're going to play a new song a week, just like every Wednesday. And we're and- going to get to that in a little while. I'd say maybe 10, 12 minutes. Yeah, and Mike. We don't play it live, right? No, we fully produce that. Yeah. Mother. And, 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 you, some, and some folks help us along the way, do they not? I would say that Amin Zarukian oh. and, and Tony Faxton, oh. the other members of Don't Stop or We'll Die, and producers of the pod, I mean, it's all in the gumbo. It takes all of us. That's dude. right. That's Couldn't right. Couldn't do it without them. Now, before we get to the song this mm-hmm, week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking lately what? how fun it used to be uh, to put songs into the old jukebox. You know, like how how it used to be fun to it's just kind of a fun element to have at uh the roller rink mm-hmm. at the local restaurant. Mm-hmm. I remember they had one at Pizza Hut and one of the family style Pizza Huts. Yes, yeah, and um, yeah. Oh my gosh, jukeboxes were really wonderful. It, you know, I, I it's so interesting because. I have some familiarity with them, and I know we've used them before, but I don't really know if I know that much about jukeboxes. I'm kind of in the exact same place. Like, I mean, I know, I, I mean, I'm almost certain that it's a partially automated music playing device, and it's yeah. I don't know how it's you. You is it? How do you? It's coin operated. I mean, um, I think it's usually yeah. I think you're right. I think yeah. Usually, it's a coin operated, automated. Music playing device. Yeah, That's a good and way of putting it. Like it'll play a patron selection. I guess it's from self-contained media. Oh, the media that's contained inside it yeah. is what they're, well, of course. in a classic course. jukebox, I guess, is what we're talking about. Is a cla- the classic. The with, classic one. With the classic jukebox has buttons, and then it has letters and numbers on them that's used to select, you know, a specific record, which is one of, that's some of this no, self-contained I, media. Is that true? Well, I, I the, I'm just thinking off like off the top of my head about a classic jukebox. But they the letters and the numbers are they used to select a specific record? Or I think you just punch in any number you want to, and the song your heart's desire. Yeah, and it it just play. reads like your biochemistry. Yeah, I mean that could be true. I mean, I could be wrong though. I could be wrong. It also might not be a record. Some I mean some might use compact discs still. Like that's oh. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think the disc changers are pretty much similar devices that are intended for home use, are small enough to fit in a shelf. Yeah, well... Well, I think that would hold up to hundreds of discs and allow uh, discs to be... <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I feel like it makes it easy to remove and replace and insert by the user. Yeah, the jukeboxes have to be kind of a growing place where compact discs are actually used. Where else are we using compact discs? I don't even have a CD player in my car anymore. Mike, uh, you just saying that right now kind of made me feel like there could be a song we could at least riff on called Where Else Are You Gonna Put the Compact Disc? Where else are you gonna put that compact disc? Hey, where else you gonna put that compact disc? Oh! Hey, where else you gonna put that compact compact disc? disc? Can't put it anywhere else no no not even i don't have a playstation anymore even it's a fair question where are you gonna put all your compact Compact discs (laughs) (laughs) now mike if i'm not um mistaken though 
even though I'm not very familiar with the usage of jukebox, I feel like I have a hunch about its history. Uh Well, tell, tell me what you know, and I'll fill in maybe some things or I know. Correct me if I'm wrong, honestly, yeah. Mike. I mean, uh, if I can, I'm not an expert. But I, I was pretty sure that um, the first forms of this, well, this automated coin-operated musical device known as the jukebox, I feel like it came from, originated from, like, coin-operated music boxes and player pianos. Well, I mean, well, what are we talking about? Are these devices used... Well, paper like, rolls. Yeah, they used paper rolls, metal discs, metal cylinders to mm-hmm. play a musical selection on an actual instrument. Some right. of them, maybe even several actual instruments, enclosed within the device. So the player piano had had its own self-contained media, but it was actual instruments playing inside the musical device. Yeah, but get this, my man. Get this. If I think it was maybe eighteen eighty-nine. No, eighteen ninety. This guy, um, well, these guys, Lewis Glass and um, William K, or no, S. Arnold. Is it S. Arnold? Yeah, it's William S. Arnold and what old Louis do? Glass. I remember their names, but I don't I remember I know what this they one. Did. They invented the nickel in the slot phonograph. It was in San Francisco, Frisco Town. It was in the Frisco, Frisco Town. And Wait, this, this wasn't an Edison Class M electric yes, phonograph. Yes, exactly. Retrofitted with, with a device a patented, patented under the name of coin-actuated coin attachment, attachment for phonograph. Yes. Okay, yes. Oh, we're man. on the same page here. So, I mean, this we're talking to 1890s. That's the music that was heard via... One of four listening tubes? Listening to four listening tubes also sounds like a fun song we four. could just riff. Four listening tubes. Four listening tubes. Four listening tubes. I only had two, but now I got four listening tubes. I only had two, but now I got four listening tubes. I need more than four. But you take what you get and you don't get upset that's pretty good that's that's sweet well i would say i mean we're getting somewhere here that player pianos led to the jukebox right yeah yeah like a player piano is an analog jukebox Uh, but early designs you Uh know upon receiving a coin unlock Uh the mechanism and i i uh i want to get this right i want to get this right yeah of course it unlocked the mechanism allowing the listener to turn a crank that simultaneously wound the spring motor and placed the reproducer's stylus in the starting groove. So the reproducer's stylus, that's akin to a record player needle. Oh, well, it's so weird, though, that they had all this technology and then nobody patented this apparatus. Well, yeah. Or what? I, well, I do remember. What? It took oh, Somebody did decades. patent it? Yeah. Oh my God. In, it oh was my God. it was 1918. I remember that. It was oh in 1818. And Hobart C. Niblack patented an apparatus that oh. automatically changed records. It led to one of the first selective jukeboxes being introduced in 1927 by the Automated Music Instrument Company. Oh, what? Later known as the AMI Entertainment yeah, Network? Makes, honestly, it makes me sick thinking back on it. But he wasn't. He wasn't alone, all right? That didn't stop there. There were others after him. Well, I it doubt have, it. It couldn't have stopped there. It didn't stop at the player piano. It didn't stop with Louis Glass and William S. Arnold, that's for sure, making the nickel in the slot phonograph in San Francisco. 
okay, okay. Didn't stop in 1918 when Hobart seen nip black. Yeah, and I bet fresh. it didn't stop in 1928 when Justice P. Seberg, who was manufacturing player pianos, combined an electrostatic loudspeaker with a record player that was coin-operated. Oh, Is this, that right, this, Mike? This audiophone machine was wide and bulky. Oh! Wide and bulky. And you know that because it had eight separate turntables mounted onto a rotating... It was kind of... What do, what do you describe this? Like It was like a Ferris wheel. Yeah. This device was like a Ferris wheel, and yeah. it would rotate around different turntables. So we're not just talking about different records. We're no. talking about eight separate turntables in here. Justice P. Seberg You're made right, this man. thing that has eight turntables inside. And then yeah. this Ferris wheel goes around. It allows patrons to select from eight different records. And, uh, you know, one thing leads to another. You know how this goes. Slippery Slope City. Well, I feel bad that I lost my temper there with you, Mike, because you're, you're just, you're right on about this. You're totally dead on. It's Many okay. manufacturers. It's easy produce... to get heated about stuff like this. Well, because a lot of. <sighs> and it's personal for you. I know well, that it's Well, because, you know, then came the 1890s Wurlitzer. And then came the late 20s Seberg. And then came the 1930s Rockola. Oh, God. Yeah. David Cullen Rockola. I mean, I don't even think the word jukebox came into use until like the 1940s. Yeah. Well, and I'd say of those initial brands, the Rockola, <laughs> in the 1930s, they had the Rockola, they had the Sound Leisure, and they had the Crossley. And I'm here to tell you that the $30 record player that I got from Target is a Crossley. Hey! And I know that you have that record player. Uh, ooh, I smell another riff. I know you have that record player. I know you have that record player. Paul. Paul. I know you got that record player, Paul. So give it a spin. I know you got I know you got that record player, Paul. So That's give my it name. a spin. My name. I know you got that record player, Paul. That's my name. That's my name. Now, what about the name Jukebox? Where does this come from? Because we haven't talked about, we've said Rockola, we've said Turntable, Selectophone, uh, you know, the phonograph. Well, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like the word Jukebox maybe didn't come into the use until like maybe 1940. Oh, you know what? Yeah, probably derived from the familiar usage juke joint, right? I don't know that term. Well, juke, it's a Gullah word. Uh, it's derived from a Gullah word, juke, right? Juke, actually, if we're being totally oh. technical, it's J-O-O-G in the in the Gullah, uh, which is like a Creole uh, English. I see. Okay? And so juke joint derived from juke, uh, it, which in that Creole Gullah uh, means disorderly... Rowdy, oh. wicked, wicked. So what we're talking about is a wicked box, a rowdy box, a, a disorderly box. A rowdy, wicked box. I like that. Hey, turn on the rowdy box. I like that. Mike, you know, talking about this rowdy box mm -hmm. has got me thinking, maybe we should write a song about a jukebox, a.k.a. rowdy box. Ooh, let's do a rowdy box number. Yeah, that's right. a great idea. All right, well, here, let's take a second and formulate that song. We'll fully produce it, and we'll be right back with a new song a week. Hey! Hey, guys, we're back, and it's that time, our favorite time. We get to deliver a brand new song to you guys. Here is our brand new tune. Turn it up!
our spirits down Oh, what a sorry sight Not tonight We need a hot new sensation It's high time to burn it up Burn it up But the only solution to music So turn it up Turn it up We bought a jukebox online This ship did overnight it's on the taxpayer's dime, but they're not putting up a fight Cause it's alright We put it in the town square, now the people are turning up They're turning up So drop a quarter inside, pick a song and turn it up Thank you for listening. Wherever you're listening, uh, we love you. Thank you so much. And, you know, rate and review and follow and subscribe. And if you like that tune, you can get the MP3 download over at patreon.com slash don't stop or we'll die. What else do we got over there? Oh, we got bonus episodes. We just did another fun sync up, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Wizard of Oz style sync up with a jam sesh we did many years ago yep. and Garfield's Halloween special. That's right. A decades old jam recording lines up mysteriously. And of course, we got other swag over there. And now maybe a little credit where credit is due. Excellent. Turn It Up was written and sung by Michael Cassidy and Paul Rust. Piano by Michael Cassidy. Guitar and bass by Amin Zarukian. Drums by Tony Thaxton. Song produced by Amin Zarukian. Show produced by Tony Thaxton. Hey, that about wraps it up for this one, huh? That's right. We're Don't Stop or We'll Die. We'll see you guys next song a week. Yeah.